the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. They use it to push a far-left political agenda in this country that is not only destroying our schools and damaging our kids, but is destroying and damaging our culture. Based on faulty premises. How did this happen? And I just think it's, again, it's a part of the decline of all things that were once rather sacred, but we ha- we are having our young people absolutely indoctrinated in both public education and higher education. Correct the record of what is truth and what is fiction. God's seed has a root structure that's incorruptible and you might not see green for many years. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com. For more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my articles on the American Family Association blog, The Stand, at Olive Tree Views, at LifeSite News, on WorldNetDaily.com, on BarbWire.com, and elsewhere out on the web. Be sure to also order my book, which is written especially for teens, and it's now in its second edition And it's called Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality. And you can learn more right on our website, admissionamerica.com. We have a crisis brewing in our country, friends. And my guest today is right in the eye of the storm, but she is doing something very constructive about it. It's the gender confusion issue. And it's hitting many families in America in one way or another. So my guest has, among the many other things she's done, she's written a book for children who might have a parent who is confused about gender. Denise Schick is the director of Help for Families and the author of three books on this subject and now has this newest book called When Daddy Leaves to Be a Girl. Denise has authored many articles on this subject, has led support groups, and is very involved in this issue nationally. Welcome back to Mission America Radio, Denise. Thank you. It's great to be back. Well, thank you, Denise, for coming on today once more to share all about your ministry, and uh, we so appreciate all the things you're doing. And you really have a unique perspective on this whole issue. So for those of our listeners that may not have heard you in the past, just give us a Um, a brief background about what happened in your background. Sure. Um, When I was nine years old on a summer day, my father had taken me outside uh, with what seemed to be just seconds 
before he looked at me eye to eye and said, I want to become a woman. And with that revelation and trying to process that at nine years old and comprehend why he was even sharing this with me, uh, everything started to, in a sense, become overwhelming uh, to me. At first, uh, during this conversation, I was thinking, this doesn't really impact me because this is my father and, and we're two separate beings. But what I discovered uh, immediately was that I was grieving the loss of a dad, that my dad really wasn't my dad. He didn't want to be my dad. And so his confessions had left me confused and hurt. And after all, I just wanted a dad like all the other children had. Um, I also wanted to feel special as a daughter to a father. And so there was a lot of rejection and abandonment that I had felt at that age. Um, as life had continued, you know, by the age of 11, at 11 years old, I began to wonder, well, maybe God really did make a mistake and God was supposed to be a woman. And if he was, then how do you know, Denise, that you're really supposed to be a girl? And so to, to take that emotionally and, and in my imagination and play those parts out in my bedroom, you know, what I would look like as a man, how I would walk, what that would mean for a relationship. Uh, it, it started to get a little crazy to me. Um, by the time I was uh, 13, because I started to mature very young at 13, my father began to have a lot of anger towards me. So it seemed like the natural development of my body, uh, there was resentment that was being displayed from him. After all, that's the body that he wanted for himself. So it was kind of an insane uh, childhood and a fight to find my own identity, mm-hmm. to become comfortable in being a girl and later as a young woman in this home life. Wow. Well, you know, and you, I'm sure you would know uh, better than anyone that in today's culture, the people in the so-called LGBT movement would say that your father was a woman born in the wrong sex body. Um, so what do you say to that? I, I, I disagree with that. Um, I don't believe that he was a man that was born in the wrong body. Biologically, uh, the differences between men and women, you know, our, our brains are wired differently, our bodies, men have more uh, muscle mass, uh, among many different things. Our lungs are larger. There's so much biological differences. But science would prove that to be a wrong ideology. It's the way that one feels, and they become distressed in who they are, but looking for a fantasy of believing that a different type of life, for whatever reason, will bring them fulfillment. Yeah. You talk to people all the time who call into your Uh, or contact you through your ministry about this. And by the way, give us your website before I forget it again. It's help with the number four families.com. Yes. Help for families.com. So people contact you and what, what are you seeing about the, and your own experience about the impact in a family when it might be a parent, it might be a child um, has comes out with this. um, I would have to say very disturbed and confused thinking and idea about themselves. I'm seeing a lot of devastation of relationships, uh, the family, the shift in the families that occurs. 
when somebody announces that they are really a boy or a girl, uh, the amount, the level of grief that family members endure as they are trying to grapple and figure this out to find their own answers. Um, the loved ones, uh, unfortunately, today seem to have found such a support and supportive family with the LGBT that no matter what the LGBT may tell them or how to share with their parents uh, or their loved ones, unfortunately, goes along with the message that if your family does not agree, does not accept, will not call you by the name or pronouns you want, they, they don't love you. That equals love. Right. And, and for me personally, that's not a love that I understand because we don't stop loving our friends and family members because we have a different, um, we believe differently on this topic or any topic. Right. And, you know, just it's just like everything else with the left is that it's all about the feelings that have to be validated, whether they're based on fact or not. And if you don't validate their fantasies, then they reject you and the, and the hatred and the, and the rejection and the hostility is all on the other side so often, don't you think? Right. Most definitely. I have been told um, from adults that are living a transgender life that I am a selfish daughter because I did not call my dad by Becky or as a mom, a woman, any of the female pronouns, all of that. And I didn't. I honestly did it because I felt like I was the only one that was speaking truth about who he was. Yeah. It was not in an angry or resentful heart at all. It was the truth. And some somebody, it was just like somebody's got to speak truth to him because everybody else around him was speaking into this fantasy life of who he thought he was or who he wanted to be and to have that acceptance. Right. We're, in case you're just joining us, we're talking with Denise Schick, who is the director and founder of Help for Families at helpnumberfourfamilies.com. And we're talking about the transgender issue, which she um, has very, very specific family uh, experiences with. And her ministry is to help people who are struggling with this in their families. Okay, so then you have written a number of books. You've written about your background, about this whole issue. You've written for the Federalist, many, many uh, conservative sites out there. Now you've written a book called When Daddy Leaves to Be a Girl, and this is an adorable, adorable is the, probably the wrong word, um, but it is. It's heartfelt. It's It would be def- definitely helpful to any child who's got this going on in their in their um, family, and I'm, I'm just so grateful to see this. It is so needed, and um, so tell us about what was leading you to, to write this book? Is it because you're well, what you're seeing in families and in kids today and how they're being led into this, um, to acceptance it, of all it this? It was. Yeah. It, it actually, we had received so many calls in uh, the previous uh, two, three years where parents, grandparents were asking, is there not a resource for their small, for their young aged uh, child or grandchild? And so it was through the consistency of seeing and hearing the need for a book like this. It's a book that I wish never had to be written, um, but it is totally devastating for the children that are left in the midst of this chaos with a parent that has transitioned right. um, or that is living the life other than the biological father or mother that they were uh, designed to be. 
and here in some of the circumstances of what children are going through today, when I was in school, I, I knew that, you know, it, I just knew this wasn't right. Um, I can't explain it. Of course, I had a belief in God, which was a big help uh, to me. But it, even in the midst of my own confusion of my identity, and yet it would have been a safer place back then in school to have actually said something in some ways. Today, children are being bullied by their friends. They're being mm-hmm. bullied by adults, even in the family, yes. when they do not call their dad by a female name or pronoun. The children, the stories that I've heard where they're in public with their parent that has transitioned, and to be quite honest, the verbal abuse and how that mm-hmm. uh, parent has disciplined the child because they aren't conforming uh, to that parent's desires or ways, um, instructions. Mm -hmm. This is absolutely destroying a part of them. Yes. Uh, It's just destroying them. And nobody's talking about the consequences of the children that are growing up in these circumstances. And today we have uh, trans uh, men that are becoming pregnant. Supposedly, you know, I, yes. I just think of the further, yeah, the further confusion for the children yet in the world yet to come. Right. It it really is, and um, you know the um, the idea of being verbally abused, um, both in public and behind the scenes, on this in the family and also in in classrooms and in college on college campuses, I think is one of the reasons that we've seen this latest poll from. Uh, it's a Harris poll commissioned by the hom- pro-homosexual, pro-transgender group GLAAD, um, and we see a, a huge dip, I think it's a huge dip, in support for these lifestyles. I think young people all across the board, a segment of them are saying, I see there's a real problem here. These folks are bullies. They're not walking the walk, and this is disordered behavior. I mean, do you, don't you think there's going to be a, a pushback on this? Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, in some ways people are seeing the destruction of this possibly where we, I wish they would have seen it a few years back. Yes. Um, but to take a look and say that this is insane, you know, when there are children that are being bullied that don't have a loved one involved in this, but it's not their belief system and, and how dare they to voice that. Yeah. You know, it's almost like everybody around you is a police officer. <laughs> you don't, everybody's tired of being bullied. I think as they become older and, and to see what's happening and you talk about the sports, you know, the girls' sports and how right. that's right. that's played into this. Right. This is just destruction on our culture. Right. We're going to talk more about that, I think, in our second um, segment. Are you seeing an uptick in the calls and contacts to your ministry? Oh, yes, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, yeah. it seems to be I, I am getting a lot of calls uh, from what I do, most of what I do is not not related to anything like counseling. It's the policy issues. But I get calls from parents and contacts with people who are telling me tragic stories about these kids that all of a sudden uh, it's popular to be um, gender fluid and or or homosexual or bisexual or some of all of the above. Um, it's it's really tragic. But um, anyway, we're, we're I, I, yeah. We're, we're coming up on a break, so let's let's hold our okay. the, the next uh, segment that we're going to talk more about. Uh, we're going to talk with Denise Schick, who is Director of Health for Families, and she's a prolific author, 
has a wonderful website. They um, they have conferences and uh, support groups. And she's written a book for kids called When Daddy Leaves to Be a Girl. And it is really helpful, I think, for anybody who's confused about this, even if it's not a parent. So this is Linda Harvey. Stay with us here on Mission America Radio. We will be right back following these messages and continue our discussion about gender confusion and the damage it's doing in families and the hope for change. Stay with us. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. And we're talking about one of the revolutions going on in our culture and how it hits home in many families. That is the gender confusion issue. And Denise Schick, who has a ministry called Help for Families, that's help4families.com, is right in the midst of it. And how long ago was it you started this ministry, Denise? Oh, goodness, it was 16 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and then it was like, what's she talking about? <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and so much has happened. But like so many things where God leads you, um, you know, you don't quite know uh, where, where he's leading you. And then then you figure it out because the thing that you're ahead of the curve, because here here comes the, the revolution. Uh, correct. Isn't that what's happened with you? Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And and it's really hard to think about with the things that you went through as a child and your and growing up, but praise God for you being there for all these people now and talking about this. I just thank you, Lord, for that and how God can make mm-hmm. lemonade out of lemons. He does it all the time, right? Yeah, I'm so grateful. You know, those days of being that that little girl and looking up at the sky and saying to the Lord, I don't know why this is happening, but I know you're with me Uh, today. I know why this had happened. And it's made me stronger in my faith. It's it's brought out different strengths in me that I might not have ever learned were there. Right. And so you've written this book, When Daddy Leaves to Be a Girl, and uh, it's for a child who has a like a child like you were, I would guess this would be late elementary school, middle school type of um, reading level. Would would you say that? Yeah, we um, had created it for ages of four to eight, but we actually have heard from parents that have had their 12 and 13 year olds mm-hmm. read this book to right. help them mm-hmm. um, because it actually addresses the grief they feel, you know, anger, Uh, the different emotions that a child goes through. And what I love about this book is the creation of it being therapeutic for them with uh, speaking to them personally in the end, giving them Bible verses to build them up, uh, not only in their faith, but build up their self-esteem and to leave a little place there for them to write their thoughts or what they're going through. Right, right. And um, so in, in view of this, you're looking at the culture, I'm sure, and thinking, what in the world is going on? But you kind of understand what is the where do you think this is going with the the issue? You brought it up before in the last segment about the uh, males uh, who be- are confused and believe they're females competing in women's sports. That's one of the to me, that's going to be one of the tipping points where people are saying, you know, this nonsense has gone far enough. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I, I definitely think that it will. Even those that that say they don't have a problem with somebody wanting to be transgender, you know, they're okay with this. But then all of a sudden they've got a child, particularly a daughter, that's in girl sports, 
and they've witnessed the hard work that their daughters put, uh, whether it's running a race or whatever it is. And guess what? The biological males that are assuming the role of a female are the winners. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's really not right because the testosterone, which males get massive doses of anyways, beginning at puberty, you know, they've got they've got that that. Um, They've got a, more of a strength in their bodies naturally, even at that point, to win. It, it is easier for them to add the muscle mass. Right. You know, they have bigger hearts physically. Uh, and so when we start to think about even the lung capacity, so all of this starts to change. How is somebody that sees the world view when your daughter's now going into sports and they've witnessed the sweat and the time and the dedication that their daughter as a biological female has gone through to become the best athlete she can and then to find out that we've got biological males that are taking a place that she deserves or could have won. What, um, and yeah, this this is a whole Title IX issue too that, I mean, it's where we, thank goodness, we're back to... Um, you know, uh, Trump and the Trump administration affirming the original meaning of Title IX, that it was uh, to support programs for actual males and actual actual females in schools and in educational yeah. institutions. But so what do you think about, okay, talking about schools, so what can parents do to keep their children uh, away from believing the false information they're going to hear about this issue at school? The the best tool that the parents have is to be able to give them the truth, to be able to sit them down age appropriately, to be able to present the information. Now, obviously, that's a lot easier when they're, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, mm-hmm. um, because there's more information, more detail that that child can take in. But they need to let their children know the truth. And if it's a secular family, fine, go to the biological, go to the science information. Yeah. You know, to explain that, but then to explain as well, uh, confusion-wise, um, you know, in regards to children that are confused about themselves and the high percentage, when you're talking anywhere from, I've seen studies of 88% to 95% of children outgrow this. Yes, right. Uh, so to be able to present the good medical information, the biological science and information, so that that child can as well have the good foundation of truth and and understanding to be compassionate towards their peers Mm -hmm. that are caught up either in the confusion or in a mix of just wanting to belong and the peer pressure that is put on our children today. You know, if you're part of the transgender movement, you're celebrated. And so if you are a child that's looking for somewhere to belong, somewhere where you're going to have attention, um, that you're going to be praised this is a very easy outlet for mm-hmm. them to, to, to bend towards. Yeah. Now I w- you have a conference in September. Tell us about that. Yes, we have a, a conference coming up. This will actually be our 10th one. Um, and so we will be in Fort Worth, Texas at city on a Hill church that is known as the hospital church. Mm-hmm. And so we have speakers such as Peter Spriggs, uh, that is the oh, yeah. senior fellow, uh, family Research Center in Washington, D.C., David Pickup, that is a fabulous uh, therapist, and Dr. James Reeves, 
myself and Sherry Holt from a ministry, and Sherry had lived the life of a, of a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And so we look forward to ministering to the many families that travel around. The unique thing with our conferences is that the perspective and the focus of it being the transgender, we had discovered that it didn't matter where we had our conference. We'd have families yeah. from California, from Canada, come. from Texas, from Tennessee, Illinois. They right. seem to come wherever we hold it. So we try to hold it in different spots across the U.S. Well, thank you, Denise, for your ministry. And people can find out about your books, all your books, including this one, When Daddy Leaves to Be a Girl, at your website at helpforfamilies.com. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Thank you. Well, thank you, Denise. And I ask my listeners to pray for you, your ministry, all the people that you're reaching out to or who who reach out to you and pray about this issue and be willing to take a stand, folks, and educate your children with the truth because there's we are on the side of truth. And just remember, no matter how discouraging it seems, you know, God can turn this around if we will turn our hearts to him. Just remember that with God, all things are still possible. Have a great day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.